0: Okay, so we're going to hear now from Gary. Now, many of you may not have really got to know Gary yet. I certainly haven't. But this is an opportunity for Gary to reveal something about himself, about what he was like before and after meeting Jesus. So, Gary, would you like to go to the mic? Thank you. Um, Whenever I am asked to do my testimony, there's a bit in me that says, really? Um, But then I remember this piece of uh, scripture, it's one verse, 1 Peter 3.15, and it says this, if someone asks you about a hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Do this in a gentle and respectful way. My name's Garen, I've just been introduced, and this is my wife, Alison, and we are newbies in Sybil Hedingham, and uh, we just want to say thank you to the, uh, for the way that you guys have welcomed us into church family these past weeks when we've been here. Um, we just felt so at home, so thank you. My, I have grey hair, boys and girls. You can see that plain and simple. I am old. <laughs> but my story starts all the way back when I was your age. Because I went to Sunday school. And I grew up in a family that went to church. So I learned about God and I learned about Jesus from a very early age. But a lot of the time, they were simply names in stories that cropped up week by week by week. And you won't even understand this right now, but when I was 18, that's many years yet, you've got lots of playing and exploring and learning to do along the way. I started work for a bank called NatWest. And I was blessed with many promotions, which came fairly quickly, one after the other. And and I I, I later got married to my beautiful wife, and and we have two wonderful boys, Matthew and Andrew. And um, I carried on getting promotions, and there was a, a, a moment in my time there that I began to think, I don't actually need God I don't even need God because I, I'm doing okay thank you through my own work and through my own endeavors and as so often happens in life sometimes things go awry don't they and, and quite often they start with very small things and then if you don't check them if you don't move away from that wrong thing or that that naughtiness then quite often they get bigger and then they get bigger and then it reminds me that sometimes you get into a spiral and you get dragged down and down and down and for me that's how it 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 actually seemed to be my family uh, my wife um, and my two boys were heavily involved in church and they were, they were having a wonderful time, but I was finding reasons not to go, I was finding reasons to do, do bank work uh, weekends and on Sundays, and I was clearly drifting away from God. We've looked at hearts and my heart wasn't where it should be and was getting worse and worse. And I didn't um, really know God in the first place. I knew the name of God. And I knew, knew Jesus, the name of Jesus. But in my heart, I didn't know him. Then there was one Sunday that we had a new minister come. Probably it was September. That's the time the new ministers is September came. And there was going to be a big service for her arrival and uh, her first Sunday. And something in my heart said, do you know what? I probably ought to be there. Now, whether that's just a, a courtesy thing, the way I was brought up or whatever, but something was saying in my heart, come along. And so I went. I can't even remember whether it was joyfully for me or begrudgingly, But I went. And I can remember nothing about what this this uh, minister said apart from her closing statements and she said each of us have to know at some point in our lives that we are on the right path and it went boom in my heart and I knew that I wasn't on the right path my heart was not turned towards God it was turned away from him Anyway, I I spoke to her afterwards, and I said, look, I know this is week one, and I know that you've got five chances to look after, but um, uh, can we have a chat sometime? We had a chat, and she sent me homework. Uh, And she sent me away to look at Psalm 139. And when we came back and we chatted through Psalm 139, I knew things were changing in my heart. And I knew that I had to find a way back to Jesus. And I knew that Jesus was the only one who could fix things for me. (laughs) Days after that, I was invited by her to go away with the men of the church for a a, a long weekend. And we went up to Derbyshire and we, 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 we met with a whole group of other men. I think there were about 30 of us. Um, I, did, I knew the guys from church, but I didn't know them very well. We had three days of things like uh, chatting um, and um, some teaching and singing and lots of laughter, I seem to remember, um, and, and, and then there was some prayer and reflecting. And this was different from the business conferences that i had been on and that I was familiar with, because when we arrived, in the car park of the place where we stayed, I thought something was just slightly strange at that moment in time, because guys came out and welcomed us and insisted on taking our bag, our bags, my bag, that I could easily carry to our respective rooms. And that was just the star of an expression of love, which then flowed through the whole weekend. Every time we went from a session to lunch, to an afternoon session, to singing, every change in something that we did, we received a small but meaningful gift along the way. And so we ended up, by the end of the weekend, with a massive bag of gifts. I was loving this weekend, but I was so exhausted by all the care and the love and the attention and then somebody said okay right we're going, we're going tonight when it's dark we're going out for a walk so we went into the derbyshire countryside for a walk and um, in the distance there was a little light and as we grew closer to the light it, it then became apparent that there was a pub i was like, great <laughs> And just as we were about to turn left into the pub, we were guided right (laughs) into an empty church, or what we thought was an empty church. And inside this church, there was a host of people with candles, and they were singing, and they were welcoming us. And what we learned afterwards, because they stayed (laughs) with us for 15 minutes, was that these people had come from all over the country for 15 minutes to support us in our exploration of finding Jesus. They'd come from the Isle of Wight to Derbyshire. They'd come from Wales. They'd come from Scotland. They'd come from London. Two have come from Sweden. Another couple had come from Holland for 15 minutes with us to support us the following day i found that incredible the following day um, in another session they brought out a couple of boards that were filled with times all throughout three days people around the world were praying not just for us but for me by name gary wilson People in Australia at 2 a.m. their time in the morning were praying for Gary Wilson, and I suddenly had this revelation that if these people who knew nothing about me loved me so much to do that for me, then just how much did my Father in Heaven love me so much? Oof. I went home a changed man. My heart was changed. My heart was broken by God in a positive way. Because over the next three months, he gradually built me up. He started to build me up and encourage me and brought men of God alongside me, and they encouraged me in my journey. So now, these past 20 odd years, I've grown to love Jesus more and more. He's just an amazing guy. I've seen him do wondrous things, and I've seen how he's changed lives. Of others and now, my passion is to see others come to know Jesus in the same way. I'm going to leave you with one <coughs> verse from um, uh, scripture that uh, reminds me of just how much He loves us. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, says this For I know the plans I have for you, in my friend, says the Lord. My friend, He calls us my friend. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Amen. Thank you. David. Thank you.